Welcome to the Dirty Slides Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Prano, coming to you from the friendly confines <laughs> of the Lazlair. That laugh is Andy Laz Lazarus. We are, uh, we're just going for it today. Yeah. We're just going to, I said, what it is, just, Joe. we're just going to grip it. Grip and it rip and rip it. it. See ball, uh, hit ball. We don't have a lot planned. It's officially. It's the dog days. Mid-August. Yeah. Everybody, we're, we're we are one of the. We're one of the third place teams that's 25 <laughs> games out behind. Yeah. We're just well, like, hey, we're hanging on. We're going to try some new things. We'll bring up some guys we shouldn't bring up. We're chanting third place yeah. right before every game. Um, you, we were just talking right before yeah. the show started. You just got back from a trip up north. Pebble your, Beach, baby. To your homeland. Yeah. And you played, you played Pebble. Played Pebble for the second time in my life. How'd you hit him? Uh, I shot a 97 at near blackout level. That's not very, very good. (laughs) No, it's not very, very good. But, I mean, it's not good. Yeah. You know, like, it's not. For me, that's pretty good drinking all day, even though I had a caddy to tell me where to hit them. Yeah. You know, (laughs) and how hard. He's like, hit it here. Yeah. Stop drinking. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was like, I was like, listen, my goal is to be the drunkest guy who's ever won his golf match that you've ever had, or top five. He's like, well, you're not even close to the drunkest guy I've ever caddied for, but you're, you're creeping up there. <laughs> He's like, thank you, Gary. You're an honorable mention. What? What's, yeah. So what's Gary's deal? How old's Gary? Gary must have been 65, you know, just a dude. I'm, I was like, I went to the I guy. I always wonder, because I saw him on your Instagram story. I'm like, He's caddying at Pebble. Has this guy just been doing this forever? 30 years, probably. Wow. And when I went to the golf shop, I was like... He's like, I coal mined for six years, and then I was like, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I understand. I understand golf. I'm going to... And I love Pebble Beach. Um, I asked the guy at the golf shop, I'm like, please give me a caddy who's who's lived in a van. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the kind of that's guy I need. I need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, you got it. And now you said you won your match. I, uh, from what I could piece together from your drunken Instagram story, mm-hmm. which, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, was definitely at some points uh, uploaded out of order chronologically. Certainly, <laughs> I was certainly. Like, I, I was like, why is he having dinner now? And yeah. now he's back on the course. What's <laughs> happening? I don't know. I don't know what happened. My phone was having trouble, so I had to go. I had to go fix it. I, I don't know what happened there. So there, you, and T, you and TD are a duo? Me and TD are a duo. Um, and then TD's college buddies flew out for it. So it was Rock and Strike. I don't know their real names. <laughs> <laughs> They're good rock guys. Rock and Strike. <laughs> rock and Strike. Yeah. That sounds like the worst gay couple ever. <laughs> it does. We're, we're, uh, we're both tops, so... We don't actually fuck ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one wants to turn over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so you guys play what? You play a skins weekend? We play, we play skins, um, dots. So at the end, every, like dots are like kind of individual bets. So like a birdie is a dot. Right. A three putt is a dot for everybody else. A pulley, first, 
first putt on the green longer than the flagpole if you hit it, dot, sandy dot. Um, get on a par five and three, sink the, you know, make par. That's called a gorilla dot. Closest to the pin on a par three. Got to make your par dot. Right. So there's a lot of gambling going on. And and what, in the end, how much money is exchanged? And is it all via Venmo? Oh, uh, no. Straight cash. Straight cash. Straight cash, homie. Um, I think at the end of the day, I, I won somewhere around $150. But if you count how much, you know, the green fees were right. just for Pebble alone, and, I'm down $200. And the drinking. And the drinking. Jesus. By the way, I just mentioned, I, was, I asked if it's all Venmo. Check this out. I'm, mm. I think I'm going to a full Venmo existence. This, oh, is, yeah? this is my, this is my uh, strategy in life. Yeah. What is that? Is this, that is a, the, this is a black Venmo card. That's just for Venmo. It's just for Venmo. That how I, did you acquire such a thing? You can you can get, go on Venmo, yeah. and hit give me the Venmo. Give card. me the Venmo card, which is base. It's basically a, an ATM card that you can't get cash out of. You you can get cash out of. Okay, it. yeah. You, but you can only get cash from your Venmo. From your Venmo account. Yeah. Okay. Because if you go beyond your so here's the thing: if you go beyond your Venmo limit, yeah. it dips into whatever you have associated with your Venmo. Right. But I get paid. So in, much in Venmo, right? That I'm like, why even? Like, first of all, I should, probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, but I'm all about fucking the United States government out of as much money as possible. So, instead, I don't of, think it gets any more American than yeah, that. Yeah. Instead of that's what uh, this country was founded on, and, Joe. I, and I've talked about it. Like, I don't pay my taxes. I mean, eventually I do. Yeah. Eventually they come for it. Right. But it's just, and I pay more because I force them to come for it. Yes. But. You're gonna fucking come for it, right? Because when I when I go, I'm gonna go. I never willingly gave it to you. You took it, yeah, but it, I didn't give it to you. <laughs> I did not voluntarily give it to you. No taxation yeah. without representation. Exactly. I am a man of principle. Yeah. So now my thing is, pay me through Venmo. What are you gonna take, my Keith Hernandez jersey? Yeah. <laughs> pay me through Venmo. Leave it in Venmo. Mm-hmm. Spend it off my Venmo card. This the government has no idea, unless the government come starts, get me, motherfucker. Unless the government starts sending me fucking bills that say uh, we we see here that the shaka emoji was paid to you <laughs> yeah, multiple times last right. year. What what gig is the shaka emoji? <laughs> None of your goddamn business. It's it's um it's a little bit psychotic, but it's kind of the same psychosis I have um, with my dealer plates. I've had. My car for a year, yeah. still have dealer plates. Yeah. You know? That's such an L.A. move, by the way. <laughs> Is the it? first time I was in L.A., I'm like, what the f- Why are there cars driving around with no plates? <laughs> How does that get? I'm just the same attitude. I'm like, come get me. Yeah. Yeah. When you have dealer plates, it's just what? It just has your dealership on it? Yeah, it just says Santa Monica Audi. But there's, so do you have a license plate number that's associated your car? with that car? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, what? What am I in charge of the DMV? I don't know. <laughs> if you, but th- this is the thing that I noticed when I came to LA because I saw so many people with it. Um, the first time when I got here, somebody cut me off and I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I, I got to call. I can't identify you. Yeah, I got to call whatever, uh, you know, Mini Cooper, yeah. like Alexander <laughs> Mini. Yeah. Um, if you drove in New York City for a total of three seconds without license plates, yeah. you would be. In a jail cell <laughs> on Rikers Island, 
They'd be like, how dare you? How dare what you? What the fuck are you thinking? Yeah. You would not be able to go around a New York City block right. with, without plates. A You've l- been driving your car for a year. A, one, a year plus. Yeah. A year and three months. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's incredible. It, is it like, is it just like, unless you get pulled over, nothing's ever going to happen? Like, do they, they still need probable cause? I, I don't know. All I know, it was like, I, I just get like this. I get, I, I, I just get like this. I used to not pay my parking tickets. Yeah. Out of spite. Yeah. And this is a little bit out of spite. Just like you it's not great paying your taxes you, it's is like, out of spite. It's great because you have a driveway. <laughs> yes. Like they can't come here they, and you do can't, shit. Yeah. It's eminent if domain, you, man. If you're on the street. Yeah. Different you're story. You're going to need a warrant for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were. Uh, <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> we were already talking before the show started, too. Uh, we were talking about the shop. Oh, yeah. We, by the way, this, th- we're going to be all over the place on this, uh, yeah. this episode because the only thing that I pulled barely, even that from, I don't even know if we'll talk about it, was this, uh, this Nick Offerman Field of Dreams uh, he's, which is He's 100% right. Yeah. You guys should all listen to it. Um, but we were talking about the shop before this. You watched a little bit of the shop. I shot, the shop watched is, a little bit of the shop before I gently passed out after eating gummies. Are you watching Hard Knocks? Uh-huh. You're watching, so you watch, you you started with Hard Knocks last night, and then went into a little bit of the shop, and yeah, then fell and asleep. Yeah, just kind of burn out. I thought it was interesting uh, that uh, the that John Stewart was the only white person invited to the shop. Yeah, they they're like, we're going to take one white person, and it's going to be a white person with gravitas. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought of it when I was watching. I was like, this is almost the like. A photo negative of the Eleven Eleven show, <laughs> <laughs> where it's always just like, yeah, white dudes, one white chick, and then uh, like, oh, let's get Quincy Johnson in here. Yeah. <laughs> except for last time, yeah, we broke, we broke the, we broke the chains, yeah. Um, but I was thinking, since you're now a member of the DSPN, yeah, we have to do a, a shop. Like a DSPN <laughs> version of the shop, yes. all white dudes. Oh my god! Me, you, Ruther, Tug Coker, down at Exquisite Barber Shop on Main Street. I love it with with Big Gay Barber Dave, Barber yeah. Cop Dave, and uh, what about Maddie? Yeah, Maddie. Yeah, yeah. Maddie will have to sit on the couch because he like can't be around. Like he shakes too much to be around scissors. <laughs> right. like, I'm gonna sit over here. I don't want to get cut. <laughs> and then we got to come up. We got to figure out who our black guy is. Oh. I mean, I mean, you guys had. Let's think about all the the black guests that you guys have had. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Sean Merriman, Ryan Grant. Yeah, you know, um, Ryan Grant would be good. Right? Yeah, I mean, like, who's come on more than once? Merriman's been on a bunch. Yeah, you know, the only black guest we've ever had on uh, Dirty Slides has been Telly. Yeah. yeah, he'd be great too. Yeah, yeah, dominate the barbershop scene. Yeah, we got it. We got to just do it. At, I, I thought it'd be funny if we just did it like Floyd's or Supercuts yeah. or something like that. But but sports clips. But when you look at the fucking barbershop in the shop, yeah, it's pretty white. Like the barbershop itself, like the people yeah. there. But you can tell that's like some hipster barbershop. It's a total hipster barbershop in fucking who knows where. Yeah, they probably had a barbershop quartet, and they're like, nah, nah, man. Yeah, like, you guys got to clear out for the day. Exquisite down on Main Street, where I think Ruther's. Ruther went there when he got the lines. Is this the one by Pico, like all the way at the end? No, it's right down, uh, uh, right by me, like Main Street and Horizon. Oh, okay. It's right across I didn't from know of that his little existence. market. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, it's dope. Yeah. 
and mostly Mexican run. Nice. Uh, well, actually, I think it's I think the white dude owns it, but then a bunch of Mexican barbers, except for my guy, uh, Gay Dave, uh-huh. big barber cop Dave. He's in there, but he j- I think he just rents a chair. Okay. But uh, they have fantastic uh, art, like. Very similar to uh, Brady, Brady Matthews, Matthews, like Ricky. Ricky. They have uh, they have like iconic um, pictures that you've seen of people, yeah. but then painted. They have one of uh, Biggie. Oh, cool! Marilyn Monroe, Elvis, Tupac, I think, and then so and basically then, just whatever they picked up from the the art vendors, like yeah. on the but it's on all one. Walk. It's all one person. One person has oh, done all okay, the art. Cool. And it's pretty good. Yeah. And I think Johnny Depp is fucking the razor, the barber, whatever fucking oh, I know crazy Johnny about. Depp movie that, right. that was. Um, Johnny, we got to get Johnny Depp in a baseball movie. I don't want to see him throw. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see that. I want Johnny Depp as like the eccentric minor league owner. <laughs> yeah. No, if he's like Captain Jack Sparrow, but he owns a minor <laughs> league team, like, yes, I'm in. Right? Yeah. Can we write this fucking <laughs> yeah, movie? Yeah. <laughs> He knows nothing of baseball. Nothing. The nothing. town hates him because he he's not a baseball guy. He turns the the whole thing into a sideshow. Right. And and a lot of the fucking and He's a former circus guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's like he's no doing money the Benny the and June anymore. thing. Like he's going out to like talk to the umpires and kicking his hat in front yeah, of him yeah. and shit. Right. <laughs> he's doing all Buster Keaton bits. Yeah, but speaking of uh, speaking of that, we've got to talk about this. I'm, I just played it for you, but this uh, this Nick Offerman yes. takedown of I, Field of Dreams, of Field of Dreams, which if you remember, Sliders, I was not as high on when we did our top all time baseball movies. Yeah, and yeah. and you, we we were just. It's talking almost about like it. the grown up Sandlot to me. <laughs> The spiritual sandlot. The spiritual sandlot. Now, you were saying just not enough baseball for you. Well, yeah. Like, yeah, it's not enough baseball for me. I also find it kind of heavy-handed and sappy, um, you know. Um, But did I get into the absolute specifics that Nick Offerman gets into in this? No, I didn't. But let me tell you guys, you need to listen to this interview and he's not wrong yeah. about any of this. I, I had it up, and now, I fucking, now I've lost a link. But it's from, like, the Joe Posnaski podcast yeah. or some of the podcast. Yeah. Um, but he just shreds, like, the, the continuity and, like, the— Wait, just, he shreds basically, like, like, the big—the stakes of this movie. Yeah. He's like, um, the, yeah. That, the best part the is the stakes his- of this movie is like this guy's crazy for putting a baseball field in his cornfield because he's gonna lose all this money. It's his cash crop, and Nick Offerman's like, well, I did the math and I <laughs> and I and I like you know drew it out like Wrigley Field, which is approximately two acres. Um, your average Iowa cornfield is 330 acres yeah. of corn. So it's going to make zero difference <laughs> about how much money you make. So there's basically no stakes to the movie yeah. if, you know, if we're going to be real about it. it. And it's funny because that is like the whole movie is it's based on this force. idea that right. he has to go. It, it wasn't just enough that he did it. Now he has to go keep chasing this to figure out why he's done it because he needs answers because if not he's got to replant the corn and save the farm and meanwhile it's you know less than one percent of his farm 
Yeah, and it's in, like all the, about having a catch with your dad. Theoretically, like, dude, yeah. your dad's dead. Why don't you have a catch with your daughter yeah. that you ignore, <laughs> who's always falling off the bleachers or whatever? Yeah, you know, you sexist fucking motherfucker. Even that, like, I I I love Field of Dreams, yeah. and I still get I I caught the last like forty minutes the other day. I still get chills when he does the U turn and James Earl Jones is standing, standing in front there. of it. Yeah. You saw Good shot. And, uh, and I still get chills when uh, fucking Moonlight walks off the field. And he turns uh, into an old man. Yeah, and yeah. he turns into an old man. But I, I, whenever I watch it, I still had the same things. I'm like, of course she's choking. We need a doctor? Yeah. She's blue. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> right. What did you guys, how did you guys think this worked? Did you think she died falling from a fucking bleacher? She crack her neck? Like, we don't need... Also, why couldn't he be on the field still? It's farm just, country. It's yeah. not science country, Joe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, also, my favorite uh, my favorite part of almost any movie, the guy who kills it, I fucking forget his name, but the, the brother. The, oh, Timothy Busfield. Yeah. yeah. That, wow, good pull. Yeah. Um, when he goes... Where did, where did all these baseball players come from? Yeah. That he like nails that he line nails that. so perfectly. When did, yeah. these, when did these baseball players get here? Yeah. Uh, I always think about that whenever, like, I mean, you obviously know my my set, but whenever I do comedy, a lot of times my joke, my premise will be very offensive to yes. s- small groups of people, you know, yes. women or people who do this or people who do that, and the people with tattoos, yeah. you know? <laughs> and in the end, I bring you all along for the ride, and then, uh, yeah. uh, then even the guys with the tattoo sleeve tattoos are laughing at the end, and they're like, right. oh, "I get it, I yeah, get it. you're right." Yeah, it's like, where did this, where did this joke come from? Where did from? this joke come from? I didn't see it coming. Yeah, I always picture people say like when you're on stage, if you're nervous, picture everybody naked. I yeah. just picture them all as Timothy Busfield and <laughs> <laughs> feel the dreams. I go, the dreams. I know it seems bad now, yeah. but you, sign you, the papers, Ray. <laughs> you will come around. <laughs> Um, so much going on, uh, Laz, in baseball, but uh, we got to talk about just a couple things really quick. First of all, uh, did you see the Astros staring at the camera home run celebration? No, no. Oh, how did you miss this, Laz? What, you just been playing golf? For yeah, a I've week. been playing golf, blacking out. So they. Uh, they there's a thing now where they're just staring down the camera dugout the the dugout camera after uh-huh. home runs and celebrations and oh, at one awesome. point they're all like you know somebody uh, hits a homer and there's ten of them around and they're high fiving and then all together <laughs> a synchronized ten person turn to the camera it's that kind of thing where it's like God I should like I really that's where I belong is in a major league dugout doing doing nonsense yeah. That's really where I belong, and it sucks that I'm not good at baseball. But tell me if I'm wrong here, because I really, like, this celebration, coordinated, fun, they're all laughing. There was a moment where they're battling with A's, who's Mm going to be the AL West, who's going to be the wild card. I'm like, I'm I'm back in on the Astros are definitely winning the World Series train. Based on this celebration alone. <laughs> yeah. You guys are all literally on the same page. Literally on the same page. I mean, like, when, when Bregman was in the uh, home run derby, there were 17 Astros. Yeah. IGing it, you know? That's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They're, they're in sync. Did you see the Beverly Hills Hotel uh, charge 
Justin Verlander $1 million. <laughs> For what? <laughs> so he went and had brunch, and his his brunch bill was like $138 or something oh, like that. Oh, oh, for being a Dodger killer. Yeah. Yeah, I did see so they that. They added $1 million yeah. to the bit. Good bit. Beverly yeah. Hills Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but like, it, to me, like these little things where like he's tweeting about it and it's fine. Like, I'm like, I'm all in on the Astros again. Yep. I was, I mean, there was only a second where I was like, uh, you got, you got a little nervous. You thought the Red Sox, you know, I mean, I did bet on the National League. You did. Oh, yeah, 13 to 1, right? (laughs) Yeah, which is a terrible bet. (laughs) I still hate that bet. (laughs) You loved it at the time. Yeah. I should have, I mean, what I should have done is I should have read you better. Yeah. I should have been like, "Ah, I mean, 20 to 1. But you you bet, 13 is still good odds. Yeah. I'm sure you could, I'm sure if you looked at Vegas, it was like NL versus a field. You're probably only getting 7 to 1 or something like that. I got that 13, I'm happy. But I think I could have had you at... At 17. <laughs> you probably could have. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, the, it's that kind of stuff that's got me back on on the Astros train. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is uh, your boy, Javi Baez, hit a 481-foot homer the other day. That's because he swings with everything he has. But I'm trying to do the math on it. Yeah. Can he – it's – like is that possible? Is that possible? Listen, that is he probably hit it 450 feet with an extra 30 feet of Puerto Rican swago. <laughs> <laughs> they just do they just do the math. Yeah, like, yeah, p- yeah. Times 1.04 going the point zero four <laughs> swago. <laughs> Uh, Statcast has recalibrated that to yeah. 481 feet. Yeah, there's launch angle, there's exit velocity. I'm starting, and there's island swagoo. I'm starting to come around to the idea that he is the NL MVP. I'm not sure he is, but I'm starting to come around I on mean, it. I mean, like honestly, who in the National League really gives you? Who plays with more joy? And like those tags, he's the best tagger. Of all time. Got to be. He's got to be the best tagger of all time. Oh, yeah. You know? No, he is. There's no question. No question. Who I like? Who else but? like? It's, it's like when I talk about uh, the, the best middle infield of all time. I'm yeah. like, give me, you, give me who else is in the running here. Right. Like, well, you mean Altuve and Carrera? Yeah. Right. I, I, like, I know they're young, and I know it's like, it's not perfect. Alomar and Vizquel. They played together dope. for a season. Yeah, that's two true. seasons or something that's like true. that. You know, and then it's Trammell and Whitaker, but like that. Talk the, about swagoo. Severely lacking in swagoo. <laughs> talk about swagoo deficient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Lou Whit- Whitaker can only make up for so much. Serious question: Who's whiter, Trammell or Whitaker? <laughs> <laughs> Slight edge to Trammell. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, Right now, NL MVP candidates, Matt Carpenter. The thing about Carpenter is, and here's, here's the statistic. You know how many qualified NL players had a lower OPS than Carpenter's 558 mark as of May 15th? Two. Yeah. So it's, it's not only that. But what's his OPS now? His OPS now it's is. probably in the eights, right? 975. Woo! 
He's second in the yeah, National League. That's dirty. Yeah. So it's a combo of him have it's a combo of him being second. Yeah. And also, you know, a month and a half into the season. The Cardinals fired their manager. They're dead and gone. They're the top wild card team right now. I yep, think the yep. Brewers are struggling. Um, so I think if they make it, Carpenter's got a real, got a real shot. But 480 feet, if you're six feet or less, is well. Ridiculous. Then so it's Carpenter, Freddie Freeman, um, who's leading the NL in hitting. Uh, he's fourth in OPS. He's tied for first. He's tied for first in war. Um, I don't – also, can I just say officially, I don't know B-war, F-war, war, I don't, RC, I don't know what that is plot. Either. Like, come – Stop, stop it. it. Stop it. Uh, Nolan Arenado, first in OPS, uh, 981. So he's six points higher than, uh, than Carpenter. Yeah. And then your boy Baez. Seventh in OPS. Yeah, but those tags, though. But the defense. Yeah. I mean, and I know Nolan Arenado may be the best defensive third baseman of all time. Yeah. But the difference between being the best shortstop and the best third baseman, I'm not saying you couldn't move him over there and he could do a Machado thing, but, like, the bottom line is he's not a shortstop. Right. So it's true. the defensive metrics, when it just comes to – I'll, playing like, on the corner or playing up the middle. Not even th- yeah. th- it's not even comparable. Yeah. Like you have so much less range going on yes. when you're at third base. Exactly. So much less. Yeah. From the tags, the cutoffs, the fucking Just the fact you're up the middle. Yeah. It's yeah. like you got a range everywhere. I don't even need to look at Javi Baez and Nolan Arenado's stats defensively to tell you that Javi Baez does significantly more <laughs> right. defensively right. for the Cubs than Arenado does for the Rockies. I am – and, by the way, Matt Carpenter playing first base now. So Yeah. But I'm doing this. I'm, I'm, Are you actively rooting for Javi to get it? Uh, I'm not because fuck Cubs fans. Yeah. But I am – I have uh, reorganized my order. Yeah. Freddie Freeman, who was at one point my runaway winner – is now fourth. The only, the only, my only problem with the Freddie Freeman vote is the <laughs> absolute lack of of swagoo. Right for me. So that's that's it. I mean, F- Freeman's now fourth for me. Arenado's third. Baez is two. And it, you're all about that Carpenter. I'm on Carpenter because of, again, because of your. If you take out May, car- if you take May fifteenth and after, it's a complete. It's it's a runaway. Right. They have to make the playoffs. They must. They must. And then he maybe has my vote. But Baez is coming on strong. What's uh, what's Baez hitting right now? Just his average. Uh, Let's find out. NL batting leaders. Oh God! Give me fucking everything. Batting (laughs) average. Um. Uh. I, I try to I, I just I'd probably say I'd guess he's hitting two eighty or better. Yeah. If I, I think or two seventy five or better. He is hitting. 
Because he's hitting 230 with 100 strikeouts already. He's hitting 297. He's hitting 297. He's got 30 jacks. He's seventh in OPS. The tags, the swagoo. The Cubs are, you know, leading the division. There's no other real MVP candidates on that team. Right. You know? It's Javi. Now, I know we've sort of beaten this story to death a little bit as a Mets fan. Mike Trout? Or DeGrom. <laughs> I've now DeGrom. I've now sort of accepted that DeGrom's not going to win the NL MVP. <laughs> the NL, the uh, Cy Young or the yeah, MVP? Both. Yeah. <laughs> and he's certainly not going to win the MVP. Yeah. I've accepted that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've accepted that he's not going to win the Cy Young. And how can you accept that? I know. But here's the thing. Like forget as a Mets fan. I'm, I tried to step back from this because as a Mets fan, I was like, you know what? He's got eight wins. Yeah. What the fuck are we supposed to do? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I get it. But yeah. then just as a baseball fan and as a pitcher and like I want to hear I, – I, I truly do. And I would never normally put this call out, especially to Phillies fans. Yeah. But Phillies fans and Nationals fans, getting our mentions – getting our DMs, I need to hear you possibly say that if you had one game to win right now, you would take Nola or Scherzer over to Grom. Make your case. Beware that your case, <laughs> is, gonna are, yell at you. your, your case is already <laughs> ludicrous. It's already ludicrous. I understand that he has eight wins, but he's also pitching – the, the, uh, I saw a stat yesterday that's like sleeper NL candidate. Every pitcher that's pitched against Jacob Degrom this year, who has like a two point, who's like has a two point five zero ERA, like yeah. basically what the Mets do as a lineup against whoever's pitching against Jason the, uh, uh, Jacob Degrom is nothing. He's pitching, so he's always going against their studs, and he's always going against. He's always pitching pressure innings. Yeah. The whole season. Yeah. And he's leading in ERA. Yeah. And he has. And I think he's leading the Mets and RBIs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he has 50 more strikeouts than he has innings pitched. Yeah. And he has like, I don't even understand it. I get it. Nola's won 15 games. His team's good. Yeah. It's true. I, I, I have accepted that people are stupid. And that he has eight wins, and he's not going to win the Cy Young. I'm going to be mad about it, but I've accepted it's going to happen. But here's what I can't accept. I can't accept your argument <laughs> that, that there's that, a better pitcher. That you would, who would you rather have? You, if you're going to tell me, like, uh, I'd rather have Sale, uh, I'm not going to fucking go cross-league, DH, not DH, lefty-righty fucking comparison. Let's stick with the three righties in the NL East who are fighting for the Cy Young, you can't. You just can't tell me you're going to take Scherzer. You can't tell me you're going to take Nola. You can't in one game. Sliders, please slide into our DMs and tell Joe why you can. Yeah. Because I want to see Joe get pissed. I just, I, like, <laughs> both of those guys are having fantastic seasons. Yeah, but I, this I'm a is fan a historical season that DeGrom is having, right? The the just again the pressure innings pitched yesterday he pitched I saw a stat uh, teams with 
eight plus innings pitched, like eight plus games of eight plus innings pitched by teams. Yeah. It goes Mariners with 12. Yeah. Mets with eight. Jacob DeGrom with eight. With all eight. With eight. And also the least amount of rest in between innings of any pitcher in the big leagues. Right. Because by the time he sits down, there's two outs, you know, and then and then Todd Frazier pops up to the third baseman and he's got to run out there again. Yeah. You know, it's fucking no wonder he's so skinny. Yeah. He literally never sits down. Well, let's do. I just, I, I mean, I, I'm putting like I've accept again. I've, I'm saying it one more time. I've accepted it. I'm not even arguing for. I'm not arguing for his site. He should win the Cy Young. I, I'm, not, I'm not arguing it though. I'm saying he should win it. This is stupid. Why are we even talking about this? He's not going to. I've accepted that because people are stupid. Because people are stupid. Right. But now, convince me. Be show me. Show me the thought process on the stupid it's people that are going to give him this It's been a long season, Slider fans. Like, give Joe this. Yeah. Give, give Joe this. I want to hear it. Write in about Nolan Scherzer. I want to hear it. I want to go. Okay, I want you to tell me how, you know, somebody who's giving up a, a half a more run a game with less strikeouts <laughs> and a worse whip on a better team yeah, is, is better. better. Yeah. I want to hear it. Yeah. I want to I hear it. And the reason we know... We know that since Nationals fans don't exist, we're probably not going to get a whole lot of <laughs> Scherzer. Thing. But I, if I know anything about Phillies fans, yeah, there's somebody out they there exist. raging right now. Yes, that I'm discrediting. Nola has had a fantastic season. Yeah, but if you're telling you made me, Phillies fans so angry, they're going to go out in the street, punch a baby, and then write, yeah, eat some horse shit. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then write you a stern, but if angry you, tweet. But if you are a Philly fan and you're saying, "Okay, we get, we get to one, we get to a one game playoff for the division with the Braves," yeah, and the winner gets the NL East and the loser misses the wild card, you win and you're in. You can you can have you can have without ever meeting any of the guys on your team. He's traded the morning of. Yeah. You can have you can have Aaron Nola, who has been on your team the whole year, or you can have traded to you that morning, has to fly in, has to take Amtrak down from New York City. DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom. Tell me why you're taking Aaron Nola, because you're already wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're already wrong for no. thinking about thinking no, about replying to me. You take you take you take DeGrom. He runs into t- any kind of trouble. You throw Nolan there. It's not like you go to your regular fucking bullpen. Yeah. This is all or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's do a quick trip around. Around the league. Around the league. A lot going on. The Mets, uh, Cubs have just restarted their game from yesterday, which. Uh, which was tied 1-1. Yeah. And DeGrom had the only RBI. Yeah. Yeah. And he pitched eight, eight full. Does he start today? Does he start throwing today? Like, what's the difference at this point? <laughs> he should have. God, if, he probably didn't need the rest. Let's start where we ha- like. To me, we have to start in the NL West. All right, Arizona and Colorado hang it up. Are now in a dead heat, tied for first place. Yeah, the Los Angeles Dodgers are one game back. Well, they've got you know seven great lineups that they can throw out yeah. there. <laughs> it. Is somehow, and I understand that it probably has to do with who they're playing, but currently the Arizona Diamondbacks have a 
0.3% chance of making the playoffs, according to ESPN. Colorado has a 40.9%. And the LA Dodgers have a 77.2% chance. Now, despite Dave Roberts, despite their lack of pitching, the, the, um, after getting swept by the Cardinals, the Dodgers swept the Padres. And Good. Ha- That's what you got to do. Yeah. And have won their first half of a two-game series against the Texas Rangers in Texas. Okay. Good. So they played it today. But then, and here's what I don't really understand. Let's say they win today against the Rangers and the Diamondbacks lose and Colorado loses and there's a three-way tie for first place in the West, although Colorado and Diamondbacks might be playing each other. Um, you're then in a three-way tie. They they then have the Diamondbacks at home, the Mets at home. Sweep. Should be a sweep. Let's DeGrom's De- pitching. DeGrom pitches Monday. I'll okay. be there. Awesome. Um, and I believe they have, yeah, so they have Vargas. Mets have Vargas on the mound Tuesday. That's a win. Wheeler, Wednesday. Wheeler's been one of the best pitchers in baseball. Like, You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome for Wheeler. Then they play the Rockies. Then they've got the Reds. Okay. Yeah. Then they've got the Cardinals. Then they've got the Rockies. Then they've got the Padres. Then they've got the Diamondbacks. Then they've got your Giants. It doesn't seem like that's a cakewalk. Not a cakewalk. None, none of it's a cakewalk. That's not a cakewalk. How... I agree. How is, the ma- how is the math that they are 30% more likely than the two teams ahead of them to make it? Um, because they have the most talent by far. They really do. But um, unfortunately, it's all on the offensive side of the ball. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they're the defending National League champions. They have the most talent. They should be, you know... I, I, like I said, all season, I'm like, I'm not going to count these guys out because they're just so talented. Um, and you figure that that one of those, uh, Arizona or Colorado, one of those guys will just kind of X each other out. Right. You know? So it's probably going to be the Dodgers plus one of them, but not two of them. I'm I'm sticking with Arizona, Arizona Diamondbacks to win the division. Okay. How can I not? How could you not? Right. I mean, I'm sticking with the fucking Milwaukee Brewers to make it the World the Series. The Milwaukee Brewers are five, bus. five and a half games back of the Chicago Cubs in the NL Central. St. Louis is four games back. They both sit Those currently. are the wild, wild card teams right now. Wild card teams. St. Louis is a game and a half up on Milwaukee, who has the second uh, wild card position. The... Whoever does not win the NL right now, Arizona and Colorado tied for the division lead and tied a half game out of a wild card spot. Right. The Dodgers one and a half games out of a wild card spot. Philly two and a half games out of a wild card spot. Philly fading a little bit in the NL East. Huh? Yeah. Those young Braves, baby. Yeah. That'll be interesting though, because because the Braves are young and because I think that division, even though Philly is four and a half games back, yeah. I think it'll be closer than four and a half games back at the but end I mean, of the year. Philly's young too. Yeah. It's not like, you know, Philly's got all these veterans. I right. mean, they got Nola. Who else have they got? Like, none of these guys. They got like, Arietta. Arietta, okay. He's all right. Yeah. You know, I know he likes Pilates. That's great. 
Um, but if any two teams could use like the Verlander Degrom bump, it's right. those two teams. Yeah, or, or Milwaukee. You know. Are you so you still got Milwaukee going to the series? Yeah, I guess I mean, so. <laughs> I mean, like I'm, I'm sticking with like, it. I, I I have to. Yeah, I have to. And then, like I said, Atlanta, uh, four and a half games up on Philly, eight games up on Washington, who are one game over five hundred, but have given up on the season. So yeah. Um, and then of course my Mets, sixteen games back. I don't think they've been officially eliminated. There's <laughs> still a chance. Point one percent. Um, it's. I think only. Only Casey and Baltimore have officially been eliminated. Have been eliminated with yeah. six weeks left in the season. <laughs> uh, the AOS, the Houston is a game and a half up on your Oakland A's. Who lost Sean Manaya for we don't know how long. Um, so they're hanging tough, but that's a big blow. Remi- what's a, uh, remind me of their fucking closer's name. Uh, their closer's Wait, who is their closer? Oh, Familia or uh, no? It's um, Fernando Rodney. No, fuck Blake. Blake Trainen. Okay, <laughs> is having a historically good season and should lead the AL Cy Young field. This is according to our, my favorite baseball website at this point for the win. Uh, he has a point eight seven ERA. Jesus. He's all qualifying major league relievers by half a run. He struck out 86 batters in 62 innings, and he's allowed one home run all season. His sinker moves so much, he has been accused of witchcraft. <laughs> uh, this He's come on. Uh, That's always scary when your reliever has only gave up one home run all season. It's almost like you're definitely going to give up a huge home exactly. run in a huge spot. And the fucking announcers can be like, this guy's only given up one home run all season. And then, you know, Ozzie Smith hits a home run, win a fucking playoff game. So this is all going on in the same division as uh, Edwin Diaz, who just reached the 50 saves mark. And his manager got his haircut. His manager got the Ruther. Yeah. Got the Edwin Diaz cut. (laughs) Um, Now, Diaz is right around... The record pace. Yeah. He was like, when I checked it the other day, he was he was ahead on pace of everybody except for K-Rod, who had, like, gotten what, to 50. What's, K, what, what's the record? 61 or 62? S- yeah. 60. Yeah. Might be uh, saves record. Was it 61? It's something like that. Because remember, we both thought, was it, is it Bobby Thigpen? 62. 62. Yeah. Thigpen had 57. Right. So... Uh, three days ago, it said Edwin Diaz needs 12 saves in his final 31 games to tie the major league record. Mariners 62. fans, let me tell you, if Edwin Diaz gets this record, I guarantee you, you won't make the playoffs. Right. Which was, which is what I was about to say. The, um, this guy on the fucking A's, people are saying if a reliever from the AL West, <laughs> a closer is going to win it, yeah. it's going to be. Blake Trainin. Trainin. How many saves does Blake have? He has 30. 28. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What, I mean, how do you not put that in the article about him being the You're fucking. Right, right. Let's pull him up. He has 
32 saves. Yep, that's that's a good number. Right? That's a good number. You know? Anything over like 42, you're getting you're getting it's a little dangerous for your team's overall success. Right. Yeah. You I mean, look at and, Bobby Thigpen and look at the Mariners. Yeah. Now, and look look at the now Mariners. Now 7 games back mm-hmm. of Houston. Oakland, your Oakland A's a game and a half back. Seven games back. I mean, they're 74 and 58, but they currently sit with an 11.2% chance of making the playoffs. What are the A's? Percentages? Yeah. Uh, 88.9. 88.9? Yeah. Fucking so let's here's, go, Here's Oakland. the wild card situation. The Yankees are four and a half games up on Oakland. Okay. And Oakland is five and a half games up on Seattle. Oh, my God. Let's go Oaktown. Yeah. Can't believe it. I'm I am gonna be so excited for this AL wildcard game between the Yankees and the A's. So currently, as we said right now, it's almost locked in. Yeah. The AL West is means we're just about there. Tampa yeah. Bay's nine and a half back. They're out. Yeah. Seattle's the only team with a shot left. Yeah. They're five and a half games out at the basically at the beginning of September. We're pretty much locked in. And Oakland's four and a half games back of the Yankees. We're pretty much locked in to seeding. Yep. I mean, let's go playoffs. Oh, get here. I want <laughs> get here. I want so badly for Oakland. Go into New York. Beat them. Yep. And immediately fucking get on and you know, get, get on, on a, a little tear. puddle jumper. <laughs> go up to Boston. <laughs> Get two in Boston. Start fucking, start just slaying giants. <laughs> just slingshotting giants in the eyes. <laughs> but I would be, I'd be, first of all, super stoked at, uh, I just, I, I mean, everything, everything about this. Like A's, Yankees, one game, let's go. Yeah, count me in. And then, as we were saying, we've got uh, Cleveland is, is still winning the uh, the AL Central Just slow and steady. They have a ninety nine point nine percent chance, yeah, of making the playoffs, and basically everybody else in the division has been eliminated. Yeah, besides the Browns, like Cleveland sports teams are pretty used to coasting to the playoffs. Yeah, you know, well maybe not the, maybe not the Cavs this year. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, uh, you said you have been watching Hard Knocks. What's your take on the the Cleveland Browns this year? Uh, my take is um, you better off get off to a good start. Otherwise, Hugh is gone. That's exactly what I said. I think gone. He, I, I watch it and I go, oh, man. Yeah. The only question is which one of these coordinators is going to be the head coach in week nine. I wait. It's, I, I don't think you can trust uh, Greg Williams to be your head coach. I think they give it to Todd Haley. I almost feel like. And I don't know if Hugh, I mean, I imagine he picked his coordinators, but I almost. I don't think he did. You don't think he did? No, because he was the offensive coordinator. Right. You know, and then Haley was available. And I almost Dorsey think. was like, yeah, he's my guy. I almost think that this is like a Trump-Pence situation where it's like he got the best two coordinators that you could get while simultaneously having them be guys that no one would ever want as their head coach of a football yeah, team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know but what I mean? That's, 
that's who that's what the Cleveland Browns are. Like that one, like the liberal fucking like the woke Antifa, like, uh, uh, you know, killer is yeah. out there. He's like, fuck, if I kill Trump. Yeah. Pence will then be president. We're in a Pence world. Yeah. I can't kill Trump. Yeah, and Trump's like, got you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's what's going on with the yeah. Browns team. Yeah. But then I, I also think that. Uh, the emperor has no clothes. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Boston is six and a half games up on the Yankees, and, th- and that's it. The AL, the AL's locked in. So the most exciting question marks we have left are, will the Phillies put up a fight in the NL East? And then... Or are they just too white to handle yeah, the Braves? And then St. Louis, Milwaukee, Arizona, Colorado, L.A., and the Phillies. Who? Two, two and a half games... Phillies are two and a half games back of the second wild card spot. All those teams fighting for two wild card spots. I really want to see the three way tie in the National League and the Oakland Yankee game. Yes. Yeah. That um, will be great. We, hey, can we just shout out the fucking Hawaiian Little League fucking team? They were awesome. How, yeah. I was going to say, how do you feel about this Hawaiian Little League team? You, Love it. You, you're a fan. Mm-hmm. My. My only problem was that my phone was going so crazy over the weekend that I couldn't I couldn't get in the bets I wanted, which was on Hawaii. Everything on Hawaii. Do they accept bets on Little League World Series? A hundred percent. It's amazing. Yes. Uh, my brother called me or texted me, and I don't think he meant this in a racist way. Yeah. But he was like, I almost don't feel like. This is like an American baseball team. He's like, there. It's Hawaii. He's like, it's and which I totally. Here's why I say I agree with this, because uh, I watch professional surfing. I'm yeah. I'm one of the eleven people. Yeah. Who watch professional surfing? They separate Hawaiians. It's like Kelly Slater, USA. This guy, Brazil. This guy, Hawaii. It's but a I separate, think that's because of Hawaii. Right. I think that's because Hawaii is like nah. We're Hawaii. I mean, surfing is so ingrained in the culture in Hawaii that they probably feel, um, and like they should, that they basically invented surfing. Right. So we're not jumping on U.S. coattails. But baseball. you know, Baseball, Ray. Baseball, Ray. <laughs> that's American. Baseball and, and teaching them how to can pineapple. Yeah. That's American. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They couldn't even can pineapple on, on their own, you know? <laughs> They're like, so, it comes in a natural can. Why would we can yeah, it? Why would we can it? Yeah. <laughs> no, but no, I was, I was so psyched on the Hawaiian baseball team because um, they're all giants. Yeah. And um, their star, I can't remember the name. He's, he's got a Japanese name, but their star kid was just awesome. He was just. I mean, you didn't watch any of this, right? Yeah, I you watched, did. Yeah, yeah. I've watched more little league baseball lately. Am than I the only one? Major league baseball that feels a little creepy, like even tuning into the. Like I'm like, who is this on for? Andy Lazarus? Yeah, I just I, I like it. You know, like it's they they bunt, they don't shift. Yeah, you know, they can't steal really, but right. that sucks. But because um, yeah. they have the on the bag, right? Yeah, yeah, and they like you know, they shout out their dog. Like, shout out to my dog, you know, Bentley. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. The only thing I don't like are the coaches and the umpires. Right. Because <laughs> they're, they, uh, they fuck shit up more than Dave Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're I mean, terrible it's, it's, moves. it's such, it's such dad coaching. Yeah, it is. It's like, it's like, cool. Um, 
you've carried us this far. Um, let's bring in the right fielder who hasn't pitched in a fucking high leverage situation yeah. with the bases loaded. And then, of course, that kid throws a wild pitch. And da 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 da. He's crying, you know. And the umpires are fucking awful. Awful. Speaking of awful umpires, I, mean, c- c- I wanted to bring this how up. How bad do you have to be to only have achieved Little League umpire status? Like, you know how bad they are when the umpires are, are the announcers are always like, remember, these umpires are volunteers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the guys who umped my little league were like teenagers. Yeah, no, they, they were like barely older than and us. And I think that that would be better. Right. That would be better for the little league world series. Yeah, have the best fourteen year old. Yeah, the, have yeah. the best like you know pony players. Yeah, and have a like a punt, pass, and kick you know umpire contest to be the little league world series umpire for fourteen year olds. Speaking of shitty umpires, did you see Mark Reynolds? Toss his batting gloves. I did, yeah. Look, it's not the the glove slap we were looking for, but it's the glove it's slap like, we got. But we're getting there. We're getting we're there. We're getting there. We're getting I'm there. I'm all about this. Yes. Any more things involved with the with the batting gloves? Yes. I mean, did, did I want him to? He kind of chucked him on his way out. Yeah. I wanted him to go fucking crow hop one foot away, chuck his batting gloves yeah. in the umpire's face. Because you can only do so much damage yeah, with it, right? it really can't. You know? Just like uh, and like literally have it to be where your release point is within an <laughs> inch like of his face. You touch his nose with your middle but finger. the only thing that happens yeah. is he gets hit with the gloves. Hey, umpires, if somebody throws their batting gloves at you, you're wrong. You're just, yeah. You were wrong. Just know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even see what the call was. I just saw by the reaction. I know, me either. I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's an yeah, idiot. Yeah, he fucked it up. He fucked up for That's sure. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, we got to take it. We got to go sliding into the DMs Let's and the it. mentions because we've got a, we, we both got a tight schedule today. So we're going to go right into it. Uh, I'm sliding into the mentions, into the DMs here. Uh, we had talked about we already have a dude or not a dude set up for later in the show. But uh, this one came in earlier in the week. And I think it's going to be pretty easy to tackle. Sup, fellas. Dude or not a dude idea. Heavyweight dudes, meaning 240 plus. Evan Gaddis, Adam Dunn, Frank Thomas, and Matt Stairs, to name a few. This is from KB33, at Coach KB33. And the reason that I decided not to make this our theme of the week is because, I mean, let's just start with that list. Evan Gaddis, Adam Dunn, Frank Thomas, Matt Stairs. Let's throw in both fielders, Cecil and Prince. Yeah. I can't think of a 240-plus dude that's not a dude. Exactly. And especially when you're talking about Matt Stairs. Yeah. Because he's 240 at 5'9", and just big hacks. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I feel like that's things. the thing. To be that big, you have to be, I mean, with the exception of Frank Thomas, you kind of have to be a big hack guy. Adam Dunn, big hack guy. Oh, yeah. The fielders. Mm-hmm. Frank Thomas had... You know, Frank Thomas just happened to be a linebacker with incredible <laughs> skill. Wasn't he a fake linebacker, though? Didn't he lie about his football experience or I something? I thought he, like, was a tight end at Auburn or something like that. Yeah, um, maybe it was Yeah, but maybe it was somebody else that I'm thinking of. But he made up some fibs about, if I'm thinking of the right person, he made up some fibs about how much he played football, which doesn't really matter, I guess. Right. Um, yeah, all those, I mean, Frank Thomas... Maybe the greatest front foot hitter I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like, if you guys watch him hit, um, watch his back foot come off the ground um, um, when he makes contact. It's incredible. And I think Adam Dunn, 
Like, I'm not sure Adam Dunn ever sprinted anywhere. No, I don't think he because knows. He I don't think he knows walked, what you mean struck by out sprint. Or hit, hit home runs. Yeah. So I think he would have done the least sprinting of any major league baseball player in history. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all dudes to Which me. Which is a dude move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one was great. This one's from at Kyle Quick, at KQuick9. Hey, fellas, I came across this tweet and thought it was interesting. What do you guys think? Keep up the great work. And the tweet is, what is the single most unbreakable record in baseball history? You tell us, baseball fans. Bob Gibson, 1.12 ERA in 1968. Cal Ripken, 2,632 consecutive games played. Nolan Ryan, 5,714 career strikeouts. Cy Young, 511 career wins. Joe DiMaggio, 56-game hitting streak. Ty Cobb, 367 career batting average. Walter Johnson, 110 career. I think that's complete, complete games. games. And Johnny Vandermeer, back-to-back no-hitters. I mean, I Let, think... Let's just start disqualifying. Let's let's take Johnny Vandermeer Young out of this. Yeah. Because there's no... Like, people don't even get... 200 wins has become the new 300 wins. So that's gone. Right to, to me, I think that's the answer. Yeah, I mean, like, there's no way. Right, I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna go back to back no hitters, fairly possible, very possible. 110 career complete games. That's probably just as impossible these days yeah. as the career wins. Yeah, yeah. But like, I guess, I guess if you were to, I guess if you were to get to that, here's what I'll say. I think 110 career complete games is possible because some of those could be losses. Yes. Like, you could just be yes. a guy who's like, oh, my, I, I pitch with both hands. I mean, Walter Johnson was the Jacob deGrom of his time. Right. The Washington Senators were historically awful. Yeah. But yeah. I, I guess, you know, now we've got these guys, like, every once in a while a guy comes in and he pitches with both arms. Yeah. Like, oh, he's like, oh, or a guy, or a knuckleballer. I mean, who, tell me who's a knuckleballer these days. Right. That's but I'm saying you could see a knuckleballer come in and and just and maybe they suck, but they're like, hey, you know, the the Rays coach is like, hey, you're a knuckleballer. Every five days, you're going to pitch a complete game, win or lose. We'll just take our chances. Yeah. More likely to me than somebody ever winning 511 games. Still. Yeah, I think it's. I think I don't think I think it's impossible, but I don't think it's as impossible as 500. And, 511. I think that's the answer. Yeah. 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 That's the answer. I mean, like a lot of these records are, it could be unbreakable. Like 56 game hitting streak, I think is unbreakable just because of the matchup relievers that you'll see. Um, You know, like tell me Joe DiMaggio didn't face some tired fucking starters when he did that. Um, But it's possible. It's possible. Guys get to 30. It's possible. Right? Pete Rose got to 44, I believe. Yeah. You know, fucking Benito Santiago got to like 37. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what's the other one? The career strikeouts, Nolan Ryan, 5,000. I don't think that's going to happen either because of, guys, it's the five and dive era. Yeah. Um, what's the other one? What else we got? Uh, games played. That'll never happen again. Like these are all mostly yeah. unbreakable. Gibson's one point one two ERAs, the probably the the most breakable. Yeah, or yeah. the back to back no hitters. Like yeah. that you could yeah. see that you could see it. Like I wouldn't be surprised if that would happen. No, yeah, at some point. Um, 
I'm going with the uh, 511 career yeah, wins. That's never going to happen. All right. Um, 511 career wins. I mean, it feels like there's been there was some shady 1800s math right, going on totally. there. They changed. That was before it was like, oh, if you whoever started. Did they even have math back yeah. then? <laughs> whoever started the game was the was the was winning the pitcher. Was the winner. Yeah. Uh, hey, Prano and Laz. This is from Robert Williams at Hatchland Rob. Long time, first time. Love you. Love the show. What are your thoughts on players wearing their hats crooked? Personally, I think it looks stupid in the uniform aspect of the game, but I've been known to rock a crooked hat or two. Thanks and keep up the good work. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. What is I'm, he? I like, I mean, we're talking Fernando Rodney, just yeah, a little bit off just, to the side. I mean, for a long time in the 50s, everybody thought left handers were fucking a little nuts. Right. So, um, you know, that was like for my 1950s Irish drunk fireman baseball coach that was the symbol for lefty dumbness right you know um i like it yeah i'm I, okay with it yeah i prefer I like you wear a your little, hat I, li- I like a little something new all the time i'm not a big fan of like sunglasses backwards on the back of the hat that just seems silly agreed yeah it seems like it's one it's completely impractical yeah what do you, what is the yeah. purpose of this what's going on um but, yeah, I got no problem with it. Uh, this one's from our boy Emiliano, at underscore Emiliano. Uh, as a Dodgers fan, I've had enough of Dave Roberts. It wasn't <laughs> until the 2017 playoffs that I really wanted him gone when he was pitching Moro every game and taking Hill and Wood out super early on. If you remember my tweet, I said, I'd rather see my dad walk out of the house again than see Dave Roberts walk <laughs> out of the dugout. <laughs> and I really mean that. This year he's taking it to another Step by using four relievers to get three outs, leaving the Dodgers extra fucked in extra innings, uh, which are a product of his own incompetency. As far as the lineup, it's a complete mess. Max Muncy has played games at second base. Jock Peterson hitting leadoff. It's frustrating to watch his team this year. To add another level of frustration, I subscribe to the package of Spectrum that gives the Dodgers channel because I really was looking forward to watching the team this year, but it hasn't been worth the extra 20 bucks to watch Dave Roberts fuck it up. So not really a question. I did want to just read that because I love Emiliano. He uh, has uh, great takes on his account. He runs another uh, sports account. And I, I like it when I see smart yeah. Dodger fans. There's too many of you guys out there who are still hanging on to the idea, that, like Cleveland Brown fans, that Hugh Jackson is the answer. <laughs> Like I, I as a Giants fan, I almost I almost feel sorry for Dodgers fans just because of like one, the TV the TV deal nonsense. And two, like they're literally being run by a group of Harvard fucking nerd hamsters. Yep. Um who need a Westworld manager to just do their bidding. And it's not going to change. If Dave Roberts, they fire Dave Roberts, they're going to get another company man to go up there and do their bidding. And they're going to continue to fuck this up. Um, and that's why I say that that Game 7 loss is so devastating last year. Yeah. Because, you know, a Game 7 loss is just brutal. Brutal. It, it's, a Game 7 loss is brutal because they can't get any closer without winning. And so now every... Thing short of winning is, is worse failure. than last year. Yes, it's already unless it's they worse. win the World Series, it was worse than last year. And then you have to start looking at the 
you know, you have to start looking at Dave Roberts' stock. Yep. It's dropping again. Plummeting. Buy low, sell high. Yeah. Like, as if they don't win the World Series, the stock already goes back down. Get in there and sell. Yeah. Sell, Mortimer. Uh this one's from Sam Bacon at Bacon Sam Twenty Two. I'm getting hungry. Uh, 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 just a question: Who was the last black person to play catcher? Hashtag Fuck Chase Utley. Last one I can think of: Charles Johnson. Charles Johnson is he the last one? He's a World Series winner. Yeah, two times over, I believe. Yeah, Charles Johnson from the U. That's the last last guy I can think of. Yeah, I'm sure somebody's going to be able. And to. Charles Johnson was dope, by the yeah. way. Um. This one is from Caucasian GBE leader at big underscore John 97. Who are your top three hated players of all time in Major League Baseball? Condoms are for, for Red Sox fans. I mean, Chase Utley is my runaway number one. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I used to hate when I was a kid. Dodger right fielder Mike Marshall. Yeah. I just fucking hated him. Uh, I hated his became big a dumb face. Um. He wasn't. I might be wrong, but we might have traded Daryl Strawberry to the Dodgers for Mike Marshall. You did? I think so. Wow, that was it makes me want to kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might uh, be wrong on that, but they. Yeah, I think Mike he Marshall replaced Daryl Strawberry as our right fielder. Ew, yes. that's gross. Indeed, that's gross. Um, one of my top. Okay, so that's probably number one. Number two. Um, you know, like I, I kind of hated Lenny Dykstra, but not until after his baseball career. So that's, that's not real. I'm, I feel I like a, I'm missing somebody strong, obvious. My strong two, it, it'll be a fight for third, but Chase Utley won Roger Clemens too. Oh yeah. Roger Clemens was such a piece of trash. Yeah. He really was a dick. Uh, oh, AJ Pruszynski. What the fuck was I thinking? AJ Pruszynski. <laughs> oh. God, I not only hated him because he was just a dick, he also was just a fucking double play machine. And yeah. He, and we traded Joe Nathan, the big fucking lefty um, for the Twins, who was good for a little bit, and somebody decent for A.J. Pruszynski to hit behind Barry Bonds and just ground into double plays after Barry Bonds was intentionally walked. I'll tell you who I... Fucking kind of hate. He's not in my top three, but like I'm trying to think. My third probably has to go to a Met that I fucking hated. Yeah. And up there are definitely Roger Cedeno. <laughs> what a trash fucking pickup that was. And Armando Benitez, because fuck you. Yeah. I low key hate Jose Reyes. I've kind of always. It's not that low key. I've kind of always hated Your Jose Reyes. Your hate of Reyes. Jose Reyes comes through the airwaves. He's a shithead. <laughs> he can't feel this fucking uh, single position. Did he on beat the field. his wife? He beat his wife. Okay. He uh, he loves to pop up and fucking swing at breaking balls in the dirt. Yeah. Overrated. Can't believe we fucking. I mean, I loved that we gave up on him and we're like, oh, we have to choose between right and Reyes. I was like, let's not choose either. And they're like, we've chosen right. I'm like, fine. At least it wasn't Reyes. Yeah. But then for him to come back. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. That's terrible. Did I? Uh, oh, and the rally monkey. The rally monkey was my number three. Because <laughs> it was so effective. And it beat us. And I'll tell you who I, who I hated for a long time. I kind of grew to like him. 
but I also hated him. And this will lead into our final uh, question uh, from at Andy Clifford at a underscore cliff 21. You guys needed some dude or not a dudes. So would like to hear if you guys think that my childhood hero, Paul O'Neill is a dude. Totally think so, but need the dirty slide seal of approval. Andy Clifford is from Slotesburg, New York, which mm-hmm. is uh, pretty close to where my brother is over the Tappan Zee. You're basically Jersey, bro. Yeah. Um, but a lot of Jersey Yankee fans, though. Right? Yeah, a lot of Jer- lot of lot of that part of the uh, New York Yankee yeah. fans too. You hop over the bridge, you're up into the Bronx. Um, but I checked because I was like, is this a Paul O'Neill Reds fan or is this a Paul O'Neill Yankees fan? I kind of hated Paul O'Neill because I thought he was a dipshit. He would always, he would always fucking freak out in the dugout. Like he, <laughs> he, did. he was Mister Destroy shit. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, calm down. You're Paul. a career like like Paul two eighty hitter. Yeah, Paul O'Neill had like a nice season. I think he won the batting title one time. Yeah, but but he was like a 20, 20 and eighty guy pretty consistently, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you weren't that like yeah. it, it, it kind of be like Nick Markakis fucking throwing fits in the dugout. Right? Yeah. Like a good fielding lefty right fielder who doesn't have that much pop, doesn't hit for that high an average, yeah. but you know, plays the game well. Was definitely a gamer. Yeah. Played a good right field. But I forgot a, about his freakouts. But in the played dugout. a good right field for like the Yankees, you know? Yeah. Like talk about He played a good right field for the Reds. Yeah. He kicked the ball back in when he couldn't pick it up. Right. Which was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I always hate him because I was always like, all right, you're like, fuck, you're on the Yankees. There's a million fucking, you know, your lineup is stacked. You're going to win the World Series. By, by being a Yankee. Yeah. You're going to win the World Series and you're fucking destroying the bat rack. Yeah. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? so I was kind of hating him for that. I was actually going to give him dude status, but the the his consistent freakouts in the dugout, I totally forgot about that. And if your seventh hitter is freaking out in the dugout, who, like uh, uh, by the way, that who's in charge over here? <laughs> the other thing is like we said, uh, like a two seventy, two eighty hitter, like you're making out seventy two percent of the time. Why is this so surprising <laughs> to you? Because <laughs> he's a dance. Yeah. Follow Neil's intense. Can't believe I didn't hit a fucking thousand this year. <laughs> and like, dude, you were never gonna hit your career to it. Like, yeah. the record's four forty. Yeah, that happened in eighteen sixty. There's, we had a guy who played for the Gays. I'm not gonna name him because they probably listen. But um, <laughs> whenever he made an out, there was always a reason. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I did this. They did that. Da, da, da. And it's just like, ugh, it's it's tiring. Yeah. You know, he didn't freak out in the dugout or whatever. But, yeah, I didn't like that part of his game. <laughs> Love the guy. Love the guy. I'm going not a dude for Paul O'Neill. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go not a dude, too, because of the freakouts. I, I was like, his you career, literally swayed me. Yeah. You literally co- swayed me. His I career about that. as a whole and, you know, being a gamer or whatever speaks to dude. But it's like, you know, walk softly and carry a big stick. Yeah. You know? Don't, all don't, don't carry a 280 stick and destroy All his make me think, is Paul O'Neill a virgin? Yeah. <laughs> if it's a question, you can't be a dude. Yeah. 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 We get, we'll have to do that's some why, research on Paul look, O'Neill's that's kids. Why, that's why Captain, if they look like him. That's why Captain America is not a dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going not a dude. So now let's do Paul O'Neill 
teammates, dude yeah. or not a dude. Yankees yeah. and Reds. Chris Sabo, dude or not a dude. Got to be a dude. I mean those goggles. Right? Just those goggles. To, 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 to like, no. It, it was probably the most uncool look for its time. And he made it cool. And he and he was just like, look, man, this is who I am. Yeah. Right? And let's not forget that great Reds team he was on was very black. Yes. You know, him and Todd Benzinger and Tom Browning, maybe the catcher. It, Joe Oliver. And the Nasty Boys were yeah. the only white guys on that team. Right? And Chris Sabo was just like, hey, man. Kind of the leader. This is kind of who I am. Right? You know? Respect. Dude. I'm giving him dude. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, of of the rookie of the year that year, I think I think so. Yeah, yeah, that Reds team is like, like to me, it goes without saying, like Barry Larkin, Eric Davis, dudes, yeah, just dude central, just dude central. Uh, and then what about Ballin. Glenn Braggs off the bench? Yeah, yeah, Jose Rio, former A World yeah. Series MVP. Was he the World Series MVP? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He had two wins in their sweep against his old squad. Dude, heavy that that Cincinnati yeah. team. Yeah. Uh, only one World Series because Paul O'Neill. Yeah. <laughs> little bitch ass, not a dude. Little fucking crying little bitch. Right. <laughs> uh, fucking Sabo's looking at him and goes, you know, I have a, look, I have, I have a degenerative eye disease that forces me to wear these fucking goggles. Yeah. When I take them off, I look cross-eyed. I look like the fucking kid. You don't see me freaking out. I look like the kid from Jerry Maguire. <laughs> I take my fucking glasses off, <laughs> and you're in here destroying fucking the bat rack. Hey, Paul O'Neill, you know the human head weigh, weighs yeah. eight pounds. <laughs> hey, Paul O'Neill, you know your human head weighs more than eight pounds because it's full of shit. <laughs> you shithead. <laughs> you not dude shithead. Uh, and how about the Yan- those Yankees squads? Uh, Brocious. Brocious. Dude, if your name is Brocious, yeah. you're a dude. If you're like he's a, kind of a fringe major leaguer. Totally. Um played a, he, another former he's, A. He's Todd Frazier. Yeah. He's Todd Frazier. He's but like cooler. Yeah. I mean, he held down that spot at third base f- for a long time. Yep. I mean, I I think he replaced Wade Boggs. Did yeah, he? it was Boggs and then they had uh yeah, I think Brocious came replaced over. Boggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Boggs is fucking a dude, huh? I mean, I mean, if he drank thirty beers on one flight, that's dude move. I think they. I think the number is eighty. Oh, really? He probably beers. gets more every year. I think the number is eighty yeah. beers. They, Plus, he had an affair, so you know he wasn't a virgin, right? You know, he ate chicken every single day. Yeah, for every single meal, <laughs> every single meal, and drank beer. Can you imagine being like? He just basically lived like. A native Costa Rican. Can you imagine being on a team with a guy who's like, uh, every year I hit 330. Yeah. I only eat chicken. <laughs> I drink 80 beers at a time. <laughs> and being like, you're not the lunatic shithead. <laughs> right. Wait, right. Paul O'Neill's a lunatic <laughs> shithead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just eats, he can just eat any kind of meat he wants anytime? Yeah. Why is he destroying the bat rack? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. You're in some weird fucking psycho, psycho marriage where you and your wife refuse to eat anything but poultry. <laughs> 1,000 meals a year. Yeah. <laughs> and you cut that with 80 Heinekens when you fly to Seattle. <laughs> right. And you're not the one freaking out in the dugout? Yeah, exactly. Fuck Paul O'Neill. Fuck Paul O'Neill. <laughs> yeah. I feel so bad for our boy. This is his fucking yeah, this his is childhood his hero. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Ricky Lede. I, I like Ricky I feel like Ricky Lede had the talent, man. Had the talent. Like, had the fucking salad. Had the gold chains. Yep. And he, you know, all the swagoo. Yeah, all the swag. Well, you know what? All the swag. None of the. He ew. he looked like he had all the swagoo. <laughs> yeah. But he really didn't have all the swagoo. Yeah. Because if he did, he wouldn't have been platooning with Shane Spencer. Yeah. So I said all I the swag, none of the dude. ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no ooh. <laughs> I'm going not a dude. Yeah. It's can't, like all preparation, you no can't H. Sp- you can't spell a dude with no ooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ricky Lede was like that that basketball player who makes a great move to the hoop and then blows the layup. Yeah. 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 I've been that guy. <laughs> I, I, I have too. Uh, let's do one more. So how about somebody from that Yankee staff? Oh, here's a good one. David Wells? Yeah. Oh, dude. David Wells, dude. How about this? Jimmy Key. That's tough. Right? That's tough because, you know, we don't – who knows anything about Jimmy Key other other than he was like clockwork, like one of the top three pitchers in the league at that time. Yeah. You know? I'm going Jimmy Key, dude, because I'm not sure Jimmy Key was actually a major league baseball player and not just like a spy. Yeah. <laughs> he was like a James Bond who right. was like, I'm going to infiltrate the American baseball system. Yeah. And I'm going to do so by being a crafty lefty. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, why don't you just be a ball player? He's like, because I'm fighting for the greater good here. <laughs> yeah, dude. I just need to infiltrate this system. <laughs> so, wait, you're an undercover spy just pretending to be a Cy Young winner? A great left-handed pitcher? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's like, man. It's like James Bond could be like, any moment I could just be a race car driver. Right. But, but I'm not. I'm a spy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, he's doing his own thing. Yeah. And doing your own thing is dude stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Key, dude. Dude. Paul O'Neill, not a dude. Not a dude. Yeah. Jimmy Key's like, what? what's with the yelling? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Key's like, stop it. Yeah. I mean, I'm single-handedly he, bringing down communism. He was Captain Cavemanning yeah. in the dugout. Like, overhead Gatorade smashes with his yeah. bat. I mean, these were big-time, big-time freak Also, outs. I think we have to mention it. Because it, it, there there might be somebody who's upset out there b- about Paul O'Neill not being a dude. Yeah. I'm just going to throw this out there. He had a fucking mullet. He had an Afro mullet. He had an Afro mullet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's one of the only Irishmen with curly hair. Yeah. Like, curly Todd Benzinger I hair. actually think his name's Paul Neal. <laughs> and then th- he, they'd always just be like, what's your name? He's like, Paul. Oh! <laughs> Neal. And they're like, Paul O'Neill? He's like, yeah. well, no, but. No, no, but sure. Technically let's Paul O'Neill, but fuck, I was freaking out in the middle because <laughs> I can't make it through two words without freaking out. <laughs> Paul O'Neill, possible virgin. <laughs> that might be the title of this episode. <laughs> Laz, it was great to be here at the yeah. Laz there. Uh, we're doing a show this weekend up, yeah, in, up, up in, in Newark. Up in Newark, East California. Bay, homie. Um, Friday night at Swiss Park uh, is the bar. Um, I've been I've been scheduled on the show for a while because I'm going up for the Mets at Giants series. You're gonna I got you on the lineup, so you're coming up. We're doing a Dirty Slides East Bay comedy show. All you Oakland A's fans, come out to the show. Yeah, let's talk A's baseball. That's Friday night. Yeah. Uh, so come out and check that out, and then come tell Joe how great the Warriors are. You'll yeah. Love it. Yeah, please. <laughs> and then uh, Saturday, I'll be at a show in the city, San Francisco. Uh, it's uh, hella funny. 
at Bar Fluxus. And then Sunday, I'll be in Santa Cruz at the Crow's Nest, one of my favorite shows to do. Sunday night, Crow's Nest, if you're a Santa the Cruiser. Crows. It's great. Santa Cruz. And then, slugs. And then back here uh, for a couple days before we head to Chicago for the Dirty Sports Midwest Meetup. Uh, White Sox game Wednesday. Live Dirty Sports podcast Thursday on opening night of the NFL. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Ya boy is headlining at the Comedy Bar. And then Monday, my first ever trip to Wrigley Field to watch potential NL MVP and best tagger of all time. Of all time. Javi Baez. Uh, check out all those. JoePrano.com. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe to this show on iTunes. We're at Dirty Slides on Twitter. Andy Laz is on Twitter and Instagram at, at Andy Lazarus. Yes, sir. You can follow. You got to follow Andy Lazarus. I mean, your drunken <laughs> golf stories alone <laughs> are just <laughs> stupendous. So stupendous. I look forward to being part of your Instagram game oh, man. this weekend in the East Bay. Oh, those will be fun. It'll be fun. And sliders, the gaze hats are in. I'm, I'm looking at a box of gaze hats. Okay. There's a there's a ton of gaze hats here. Um I know people have ordered already. I'm just asking you just to make it clean because my DMs are totally full or of shit, and I don't want to go through it again. If you want a gaze hat, DM me um, your size and your address, and we will get it done. I, I want to see some gaze hats on top of some dude shirts. Yes. I, I mean, Once you get your gaze hat, definitely take a picture, tweet it out at dirty at dirty slides. We're gonna have to have we're gonna have to come up with something. Maybe it's like a uh, softball invitational, or maybe it's a fantasy league or something like that. Yeah. But anybody that sends a, a picture of them in a dude shirt, which you can get at dirtysports.com in the shop with a gaze hat on top, yeah. like that that's immediate dude status. Immediate dude status. And we're gonna have to put together like a lineup of guys who who are who accomplish this. Yes, for sure. And, For sure. And and they'll definitely be invited to... Has Maniacal Mitch got a dude shirt? I don't know. I know he's got a gays hat. I know he's got a gays hat. Yeah. He might not have bought a dude shirt yet. He's in Australia. Yeah. So shipping. Yeah. Ridiculous. But yeah. tweet at us, guys. Uh, follow us. Follow uh, Andy. Follow at Venice Gays. Uh, you got a tournament coming up, which I'm going to be participating in. Yes. And Man, maybe uh, we'll have some gays gear down there for sliders to come down and say hello. So if you're no. in the East Bay or if you're up in San Francisco area, come see us this weekend. If you're in Chicago next weekend, Arizona, early October. Thanks for listening. And don't ever forget, fuck Chase Up. Fuck him. Fuck him.